Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you, and welcome to another edition of Perspectives on Healthcare. This is our year-end, year-in-review edition. It's also a Facebook Live edition in which I am sharing a review of what has happened so far this year on the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast. Uh, for those of you who are on Facebook, you will know that yesterday I actually did a year in review for the Learning from Smart People podcast, which if you're an entrepreneur, I would encourage you to check that out. But today is looking at perspectives on healthcare, which is for medical professionals as well as anybody who is a patient, anyone who has interaction with the medical community. This is the podcast for you. And we're going over what has happened this year. So the podcast actually started in July of this year. There are two episodes every week. They come out on Tuesday and Friday. They're available on all of the major podcast platforms as well as uh, there is a YouTube channel that has videos of the podcast also. It has been really cool. One of the things, if you listen to the podcast, there's always we always talk about uh, what state people are from, where people are from. And we have covered 19 of the 50 states, so we've got 31 more to go. But that goes everywhere from New York, California, Florida, uh, all the way up to Alaska. And uh, it's been a pretty amazing experience that way. We have also had two foreign countries represented, Canada and Australia. And we've actually had three guests from Australia, so that's pretty cool. It's been a neat experience. I'm going to give you the list now of all of the different roles that we have had on the show. There are a number of different roles, and it, as you'll see, defined medical community very broadly. And here they are in alphabetical order. We have had an acupuncturist, a behavior technician, a chiropractor, a dentist, a dermatopathologist. We have had three emergency physicians on the show an endovascular surgeon, a family physician. Actually, we've had three family physicians, a fertility specialist, a functional medicine practitioner, a health coach, a healthcare entrepreneur, a healthcare equity advocate, a hospital executive, uh, a hospitalist, a life science consultant, a medical director, a mobility and orientation specialist, a naturopathic doctor, a neonatologist, a neurotherapist, a nutritional counselor, an OBGYN doctor, an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, an optimal health strategist, a pathologist, a patient's perspective. And I think that's important to remember that a patient is as much a member of the medical community as anyone else is. We have had a pediatric psychologist, a pediatrician, three pharmacists, a physician assistant, a Pilates instructor, a plastic surgeon, a senior care advisor, a social worker, 
a substance abuse counselor, a thermographer, and a transgender advocate, which rounds out the list of guests that we have had. It's been really a learning experience for me going through this. And I, let me just share a couple things with you that I realized. For anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast, there are six core questions that we go over in every episode. It is, tell me a little bit about yourself and your role in healthcare. It is, what does quality healthcare mean to you? Can you give me an example of quality healthcare? What do you wish people understood about your role in healthcare? What excites you about the future of healthcare? And what is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? When I started this, it was actually a research project for me because as a, I'm a keynote speaker, okay? And I talked to medical professionals about quality healthcare from a patient's perspective. And I thought it would be really interesting to hear as many different perspectives from within the medical community as possible and see what they have to say about quality healthcare. So there were the reason that there are two questions about quality healthcare is because I wanted to hear as much as I could from medical professionals about what they think quality healthcare is, what they think about uh, and quality healthcare in real life. That's why I'm asking for an example of what quality healthcare really looks like. And that has been very interesting, but the most interesting part of the show to me to this point has been the last question. What is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? Because the answers to that have been absolutely phenomenal. I've seen a trend that there have there are multiple practitioners who have reminded me that the first thing that medical professionals really need to do is to listen to the patient. Um, it's funny, I was, uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I had a urologist who, uh, his take on this was, if you listen, listen to the patient long enough, they will tell you what is wrong. And if you listen a little bit longer than that, they will actually tell you possibly how to fix it. So listening is a very important thing. But when it was my opportunity to share my perspective on healthcare, I, it was to remember for medical professionals, they need to remember why they got into this profession at all. It is very likely that they got into the profession out of a desire to help people and don't ever forget that and whatever experiences you have with your employer, with the patients around you, with the staff around you, with COVID, there are so many, so many difficult experiences that make the medical profession challenging and stressful and can, can really tax the, the overall abilities of an individual to cope and at the end of the day, it comes down to this, go back and remember why it is that you started doing this and why it is that you got into this profession at all. A, a couple of other things that really stood out to me, we had Anton Gunn on, who is a former hospital executive, and he also was part of President Obama's Affordable Care Act rollout team. 
He was an advisor for President Obama, which I thought was pretty amazing. And today he makes his living as a speaker. But he had three questions that you have to answer yes for to every single person that comes into your office or that you treat. Those questions are, do you care about me? Will you help me? And can I trust you? And if you are answering those questions properly, if you're answering those questions with a yes for every single patient that you encounter, that is going to give them quality healthcare. Uh, beyond that, for every staff person that you deal with, all of the colleagues that you have, if they know that you care about them, if they know that you are going to help them and they know that they can trust you, that's going to make a huge impact on your workplace, on the culture of your workplace, on the way that relationships are built. Additionally, if you are having that attitude with the family members of patients, with parents, with uh, whoever it is, as a matter of fact, he basically said this, every single person that you meet, let them know that you care about them, let them know that you are interested in helping them, and let them know that they can trust you. And he took it the next step further, which was, don't just say this. It has to show up in your actions. You have got to prove to them, to display to them by what you do, more than what you say, that uh, you are someone that cares, you are someone that is helpful, and you are someone that can be trusted. Additionally, we had a number of other fantastic suggestions. Uh, the very first person that was on uh, was Pete Higgins. And Pete's suggestion was, uh, you have to take care of yourself. Uh, you can't take care of others unless you are taking care of yourself. And really, in this, in this paradigm that we live in today with COVID and with uh, everything else that's going on, a labor shortage, it, you name it, a lot of times, so much pressure is put on people within the medical community, people within the medical profession, to uh, that they're working long hours, they're working multiple cases, their caseload is just, it's they're overloaded. And in all of that, there's, a, there's burnout and there is a lack of self-care. And uh, before you take care of others, you've got to take care of yourself. And there are a number of different suggestions. And if you're looking for those suggestions, <laughs> reach out to me, send me an email. I've got a lot of ideas about simple and easy ways in which you can take care of yourself. When Christine Coe was on, she was, she's a dermatopathologist, a dermatologist that looks at skin diseases. And I thought her suggestion was phenomenal. She talked about eye contact and the power of eye contact where when you come into a, a room, how many times, whether if you're a doctor or a patient, as a patient, how many times has the doctor come into the room and he's not looking at you, he's looking at a chart or a computer screen or something like that. Uh, and the other way around, uh, as a professional, when you're going in to see a patient, how many times is, is there something else that you're looking at? And so she says eye contact is extremely important. And to add to that, she said, here's what she does. Little trick is she asks herself the question, what color are my patient's eyes? 
And so she asks that before she ever goes into the room. And then when she heads into the room, uh, the first thing she does is she looks at the patient's eyes to see what color they are. And it's not always readily apparent. It's not always something that you can see. So you've got to maintain eye contact for more than just a second or two. And she was saying that her husband, who is also a doctor, says that this has made a huge impact on the way that he establishes rapport with his patients because he's he goes into the room, he's looking at them, and if you make eye contact for more than a couple seconds with someone, the natural inclination is to smile. And how important would that be in your relationship with anybody that the first thing that you do, you look them in the eyes and you give them a smile. They smile back at you. What a phenomenal way to build rapport and to start your relationship. There have been a, a number of different highlights for me when it comes to just some of the, some of the guests that we've had on. We had on uh, Dr. John Cullen, who is a family doctor in Alaska. He, he's in Valdez, Alaska. And some of this information that he gave me was just amazing. For example, he was telling me that there are 4,000 people that live in the town where he is. And he's, he serves them. They have a little 10-bed hospital there that serves the community. He said there are another 1,000 people that live in the area around him. But then when he defined the area around him, he said that is an area the size of the state of Ohio. So you've got an area the size of the state of Ohio that has 5,000 people scattered across it. And they all have a single place where they can go to get the health care that they need. Um, just amazing. Uh, and it's so interesting because he was talking about how his, the way that he is viewed in his community is no matter what is wrong with you, you can go see the doctor, you can go see Dr. Cullen and he's going to be able to fix you. So his, his uh, patients view him as being just as, as capable as any of the big city hospitals, which in some ways is complimentary, but in, on the other side, it is very difficult to realize you're in a small community hospital and you don't have access to everything that um, the big city hospitals have. He said the other side of that is that when he does consultations with doctors from other places, whether they're from other, uh, whether they're from the larger hospitals in Alaska or if they are from, you know, anywhere around the world that he's doing consultations with, he said it's interesting because they fall into two different categories. Some of them look at him and feel like he's operating out of the back of his pickup truck and that he has no equipment whatsoever. Uh, and others uh, expect him to have all of the things that they would have in their hospital, which just is not practically feasible. But it's, it was really cool to be able to get the, the viewpoint from such a rural community. And I guess that's really what has been the most amazing thing to me. I, I talk about this on the podcast. We're looking at different roles within healthcare. And I gave you the list there and we're looking at different areas of experience. And so with that, we've had, 
as I mentioned, transgender care. We have had uh, neonatologists. We've had naturopathic, um, you know, just endovascular. There's so many different areas of experience that they've had. And then we also, we've got people from anywhere from Generation Z to millennials to uh, Generation X and to baby boomers. All of them have been on and it's been super interesting to see the difference in viewpoints that come just from people of different age groups. And that's really been, that's what I've been most appreciative. I, it, it, my daughter watches the show. She listens to the show and she was telling me the other day that what she was, she was enjoying the fact that there are so many different viewpoints from so many different people. Uh, we have had uh, Sampada Deshpande, who was originally from Dubai, who went and did her, uh, she's a dentist, and she did her training in India uh, and then came to the United States to practice. We had uh, Malind Awale, who came from India and did his medical training here in the United States. Uh, it just the wide variety of perspectives that exist. And to me, it's been a real learning experience. It's been a real eye-opener. It's been a real uh, refreshing opportunity to hear just how many different people have different viewpoints on what quality healthcare is, about the future of healthcare, and what we can do to improve it. And I guess this, is, this year, I will say we've got... I don't know, 48 episodes in that are up online now. And uh, it's been absolutely amazing. I, I would encourage you, go check out the YouTube channel. Go check out uh, the website. It's perspectivesonhealthcare.com or look it up on any of the major podcast platforms that are out there, Perspectives on Healthcare, and catch the episodes. Because I've been learning... I think that everyone that has been listening has learned something and maybe you have somebody you say, I, I, I think they would be a great guest. I'm definitely open for their suggestions. Uh, I'm, I've got a plan that I'm coming up with that I really will take a step to look at the patient's perspective on healthcare. I think that's something that is sadly missed and I, I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, I would like to thank you for being with me today, and I hope that as you have been with me on this journey, that you have enjoyed learning about others' perspectives on healthcare. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.